This is episode 62 of the Rising Man Podcast with Jetty Azuma. Happy birthday to us. What's up, Rising Man family? Good rising to you all. Happy Thursday, maybe Friday to you. Whenever you're listening to this, happy day to you. We got a very, very special episode here because we are officially celebrating the one-year anniversary of The Rising Man. One year ago, this week, we officially launched the podcast with the first five interviews that we ever had. And it's a landmark, it's a milestone, it's something that I'm really looking forward to celebrating with you because this has truly been a community effort. And uh, before we jump into what I have to share with you guys today, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you guys that we are asking for your support. And if you haven't signed up to be a patron of the Rising Man podcast already, please head over to patreon.com slash rising man. This is where you can find more information about how you can support the podcast. We've got a few different tiers and levels that you can contribute at, all with some really special swag and rewards, including being a part of our Rising Man Fire Circles. So this is your chance to help support the podcast and get access to our inner ring. This is where the men who want to take the ideas and the thoughts and the premises from the podcast here and put them into action in your lives, where you can be held accountable, where you can be seen, supported in your growth and your efforts and for stepping up and stepping in to the life that you want for yourself and for your family and for the people around you. So in just two days, we're having our next Rising Man Fire Circle, March 23rd, Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'd love to see you guys there. And if you want to get in for the first time and you're a guest, just send me a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you guys can find me. We'll get you in there. And if you want to support in a bigger way, make sure you head over to patreon.com and help us out. Appreciate it. All right. Without further ado, our guest for today is none other than myself, Jetty Azuma. One year in the books of The Rising Man. Wow, just letting that land for a minute. There have been so many different conversations, decisions, choices, actions, efforts to continue to bring Rising Man messages every single week for the past year. 52 weeks, 365 days, 62 interviews, almost 40 Monday morning meditations. There's been a lot of dialogue around what it means to be a man in this world and what it even means to be a rising man. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later in this episode, but even just the concept of a rising man has evolved ever since the seed first sprouted in my mind. So as I always like to do with one year anniversaries, birthday celebrations, whatever you want to call it, I like to do some reflecting. And I thought that it would be a perfect opportunity for me to share with you guys what I've learned this past year through the container of The Rising Man, because as much as it has been our journey, it's also been a very personal journey for me. So one of the first things that I really want to speak about and dive into is the power of consistency and the power of vision. When this idea for The Rising Man first came into my mind, it It was born because I loved listening to podcasts and I loved the content 
of manhood and masculinity. And it was so riveting and compelling for me that I thought, hey, why not create a platform where I can share my thoughts and capture the other wisdom of brilliant men from all over the world in one container and share it with men all over the world. And that has been exactly what's happened. However, I had no idea what I was stepping into. (laughs) I had no idea what it was gonna take to create and deliver content every single week, to nurture a community, and to build a tribe of men all across the world. And fortunately, the power of vision and the power of purpose supersedes any thoughts that we can ever have. And for those of you who've been listening to The Rising Man for a while, I'm sure you've observed and witnessed the evolution of my own discoveries, the evolution of my own beliefs. And it's been an ongoing dialogue within myself, within my communities, within the men who have messaged me, who've reached out and shared what different insights you're taking away from this, this podcast to, to keep bringing us back to the vision, the vision. Why are we all here? And I know that it's the way that I speak. It's the wisdom that has been brought to the surface here that keeps men coming back for more. And so my lesson in consistency has come from really understanding the nuts and bolts of what it takes to start and to nurture and to perpetuate a movement from a singular idea. I'll never forget the coffee shop that I was sitting in when it landed for me. I had had the idea of starting a podcast for a couple of weeks. I was going through all these different processes of clarifying my vision, clarifying my purpose, my message, what I wanted to talk about. And the part that continued to evade me was, what am I going to call it? <laughs> it it's, seems simple because the rising man, it's three words, but that represents so much. It would have been completely different if I named this something else. And it could have been something different in a wonderful way, but it became what it is. And from that moment that that idea was first conceived, it's required me to continuously lean in to uncomfortable conversations, uncomfortable actions, the uncertainty of things that I just knew nothing about. I had no idea what it took to start a podcast. I'd never stood in front of a mic and recorded an episode before. So the very first episode you guys hear on this podcast is me exploring that for the very first time, truly pioneering my own way into this this world. And so... There's a man by the name of Pat Flynn who has a very successful podcast and business called The Smart Passive Income. And I'm really grateful to Pat because whether he knows it or not, he's really influenced me. He he provides a free PDF checklist of how to get your podcast started. And I really worked that process for everything that it was worth. I watched all his videos and I checked out all the boxes on my checklist. And one of the things that he mentioned that I'll never forget is he said... It was actually step two of getting your podcast started. The first step was something around brainstorming and getting all of your ideas out in one place. The second step was committing to doing your podcast for one year at a minimum, starting with one year so that you set the bar for yourself to navigate all of the newness, all of the uncertainties. And I didn't really understand why in the beginning. I kind of had an idea. I said, okay, well, if I could commit, commit to something for a year, I'm going to do it no matter what. But I didn't realize that that commitment would be exactly what I needed to carry me through some of the most challenging times. Now, what you guys don't know is behind the scenes, when I started this podcast, I was living in a house with 
two other families, two other couples, including my family and my son. And we were living in basically a construction zone <laughs> for six months. The first six months of this podcast, if you listen really closely, you can hear jackhammering in the background uh, because they were literally rebuilding the driveway at the house that we were living in at the time. And that was just a small drop in the bucket of the different challenges that presented themselves over this time. So the commitment to do this for a year at a minimum is what carried me through that early phase of not knowing what I was doing, of having to ask for help, of investing my own resources into making the podcast work, of enrolling men like Sean and Rowan and Julian and Mark to help me out along the way to asking men to take time out of their days, out of their busy lives, away from their families, away from their careers, away from their purposes, to sit with me for an hour and talk about what it means to be a man. There was a lot of discomfort and the commitment that I made to the rising man, to myself, to this community, carried me through all of those things. And so I wanted to make sure that I highlight that because I think that's something that we could all really learn from in our lives. I know it's really helped me to see that if I want to get something done, I get to commit and not just make a, a small grounder up the middle type of commitment, but I'm talking like a home run over the fence, out of the ballpark type of commitment. And to be the kind of man who lives up to his commitments and honors his word, the two go hand in hand. So you guys have heard me talk a lot about integrity, a lot about being a man of our word combining that with a powerful moonshot of a commitment is what really makes things happen. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that the power of consistency and the power of sticking to a vision, especially when the vision evolves over time, because that's definitely what's happened in this past year, this first year, just think about the first year of a child's life. There's so much newness, so much discovery, so much growth and transformation where a child goes from literally being a newborn to being able to walk on this earth. And we take that for granted as adults, but man, there's so much that happens in that first year. And I've witnessed it with my son and it was a beautiful mirror for what's happened here in The Rising Man. It's different, but it's really not. It's all the same. So that's one of the first reflections that I had to share because that commitment that I made is really what has carried this whole thing forward. And right now, I'll say it on this episode, I'm committing to another year of the podcast right now, another year of the podcast. So at a minimum, you guys will be continuing to get Rising Man episodes through March 19th, 2020. And then we'll, we'll reassess and reevaluate when we get there because who knows what life is going to look like at that point. Yeah. The power of consistency and vision. It's a big one. And so another one that has really landed for me this past year I also talk about it quite a bit here, especially on the Monday morning episodes, is the death of the lone wolf and the revival of the pack. Plain and simple, I, I couldn't do the rising man alone. It just wouldn't work. And there's so many things in life I've realized that I can't do any of it by myself. There's a really beautiful saying that keeps resurfacing for me that if you want to get something done quickly, do it alone. If you want to go, if you want to go fast, do it alone. If you want to go far, do it in community, do it in tribe, do it with your pack, your family, your brothers, your sisters, the people who matter to you most. And there have been places in my life where I've lone wolfed it, mostly out of the fear of being exposed as an imposter or someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But what I've come to realize as an adult is that the majority of life is not knowing what we're doing. 
but having the courage to step forward anyway, in spite of that uncertainty. And so learning how to ask for help and how to enroll people, men, women, everybody who's been a supporter of this podcast into my vision has really allowed The Rising Man to grow from just recording some episodes in my laundry room (laughs) to having a full-fledged Rising Man community, a Rising Man family, a Rising Man power team, the Rising Man fire circles, the different rites of passage opportunities and events that we're starting to offer now. There's, it just wouldn't be possible without the pack, without my team, without the people who've been supporting me, both on the surface and behind the scenes. And so I don't feel like I need to say too much more about this because this is really a grounded, gilded truth for me that we're not here to do it by ourselves. And I know for sure I couldn't do this podcast by myself. On a very practical level, there wouldn't be much point of having a podcast if there wasn't anybody to listen. So igniting a fire under the men, in the hearts of men who hear this message and who resonate with it has been instrumental in keeping this movement going. And it's a symbiotic relationship. The more hungry that men get for this information and this wisdom, the more messages I get in my inbox, the more hungry I get to put more content out there, to keep the rising man evolving, to keep growing this message, this network, this mission that we're all on together. And so another reminder, the pack mentality, to keep working together, to keep finding ways, creative ways, creative solutions to challenges, to issues, to problems that we're having as a people, because that at an essential level is really what we're here to do. Real talk. And so I've also learned that it takes a lot to walk a path of purpose. I really can say that it was just before the Rising Man launched that I was officially strapping on my backpack and beginning to walk my path of purpose. Because it wasn't until that time that I had the clarity of what my life is about, of what my life is for. And there's a lot of things that have gone into that. There's, there's a whole conversation I've had around my mortality, recognizing that I, we, every single man, woman, and child will someday perish and die. That was a huge conversation, realizing that I've got this one life to live and how am I going to live it to the best of my ability? What resonates with me most at this stage of my life? Because it's time to build, baby. What am I going to do with this time, with this energy, with this body, with this brain, with this heart? Powerful questions. And those are the questions, those, those clarifying reflections are the ones that powered me through some of the most challenging times. Powered me through the long nights, the early mornings, the squeezing in recordings in between my son waking up when he was sick. Like There's so much that goes on behind the scenes and it's, it's really great to stand here and realize I don't need to be seen in that. I don't need to be acknowledged or celebrated for, for making it through all those challenging moments. I feel like that's another indicator of really walking the path of purpose is when I don't thrive off of acknowledgement anymore. It definitely fuels my fire, no doubt about it. Every man loves to be acknowledged and I'm no different than any one of us, but I don't need that anymore. It's bigger than that. Being on a path of purpose means that there is no way I could give up on what I've set out to do. 
there's definitely days and times and moments where I question it, <laughs> where I think about it, where whether it's my ego or some other part of myself that is saying it would be a lot easier to settle into a more certain, more comfortable life. But that's not who I am. That's not what I'm here to do. I recognize what the stakes are and what the consequences would be of me slowing down, letting off the gas, giving up, quitting. And it's just not an option. There's a term that I use with some of my close brothers to describe the type of man it takes to walk the path of purpose. And we call him the do whatever it takes man, (laughs) the do whatever it takes man to have that mentality of, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to achieve and accomplish this, this mission. It's another rare quality, man. I see it more and more that it, it's too easy. There's too many options. There's too many outlets and escapes for us to walk away from our convictions, from our sense of purpose and truth. But to really commit to something, to really follow through on what we say we're going to do, to be a do whatever it takes, man, that's rare. And that's what I, I aim to see in this world is an entire generation of do whatever it takes men, men who say yes, men who walk a path of purpose. And that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here at The Rising Men. We're learning how to be our best selves. We're learning how to acquire the characteristics, the traits, the behaviors, the patterns, the practices to be the men that this world needs. It takes perseverance, it takes conviction, commitment, integrity. A lot of these words that keep popping up here on these episodes, that's what it takes. That's what it takes to be that type of man. And all the other things that I've aimed my life at before, success, money, comfort, future, all of those things, they all get taken care of when I show up as a do-whatever-it-takes man. All of those things get taken care of when I pursue my path of purpose, when I walk my talk, when I show up for people. It's amazing to see how opportunity unfolds, how resources appear out of nowhere when I'm just being the man that I say I am. One of the greatest investments we can make in people is giving them reason and evidence for why we can be trusted. Showing people that when I say I'll do something, I'll do it. When I say I'll be there for you, I'm there. 100% of the time. Rain or shine, no excuses. That alone is one of the greatest investments we can make. Because that level of trustworthiness is what really builds strong relationships, strong relations. And that's what this world is all about. We're social creatures. I talk about it all the time. It takes that level of perseverance to build trust in our relationships. And so I share that here as a reminder to myself and a reminder to all of us that everywhere in our lives, we're teaching people whether or not we can be trusted. And that's something to think about the next time that I, we, think about giving up, think about bailing, think about coming up with some lame excuse for not showing up. Something to keep in the back of our heads. What's the cost? What's the consequence of not doing what we said we were going to do? Of not finding a way where there doesn't seem to be a way? Just sit with that for a minute. Let that land. Let that take roots in the soil of your brain, in the soil of your spirit. So that the next time that you want to give up or quit... You remember, ah, yeah, there's a really big cost to that. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do it. 
And that leads me into just the evolution of the rising man. I've been doing a lot of reflecting in the past two months to get more clarity about what we're doing here with the rising man. Because clearly we're getting ready to step out of infancy and into toddlerhood. This vision, this mission is ready to grow. It's got, it already has a bigger container in which to hold a bigger, bigger mission, a bigger vision. And when I started this podcast, I had grand ideas of connecting with men all over the world, but that was it. I didn't realize that this was going to be something that would really shape the culture and the fabric of our society. And without any ego, that's really what I'm here to do. That's really what I'm here to do is to remold this culture of manhood, of masculinity into something that we can be proud of, something that works for us as a people. It's got to work first for us as individuals, as men, to declare and decide who we are, what our values are, what we stand for, what we're willing to fight for. But then beyond that, it's about us as a people. It's about us as a family, a human race. And one of the things that I realized as this rising man movement has evolved is that vision and purpose are not fixed targets but they're ever-evolving creations. The vision that I had for Rising Man has only clarified in the past year. It's refined itself. It's aged like wine, and it's only getting better. And I used to think that my vision for my life was something I could write down on paper, fold up, put it in my chest pocket, and hold on to it for the rest of my life. But I had no idea. I had no idea about vision. I had no idea that these things evolve and they transform over time. And it's happened for me in this past year. It's happened for the rising man. There's been so much greater clarity on what this is all about coming up and surfacing in the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months. And I know that this is just the beginning still. We're still growing. This isn't, this is nowhere near what it's going to become. And yet we've come so far in just a year. So what is the rising man all about? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to us? Because this is, this is our journey. This is our discovery. If you're listening to this, it's because something about a rising man resonates in you. Whether you're a man or a woman, there's something about a rising man that excites you, that interests you, that piques your curiosity, that makes you want to listen and lean in a little bit more. And I'm doing my best to try and refine it, to try and reduce it down to something simple. Because I've tried. I've tried to describe a rising man. And I'll be honest, it gets to be difficult for me because there's so much that I want to say about that. There's so much tied in to the rising man vision, the mission of what we're here to do. And yet it can be really simple. And what it is right now, what this is all about, the rising man and everything beneath it that holds it up, it's about freedom for men and safety for women. Freedom for men and safety for women. In all the conversations that I've had over the past year, in all of the posts and other podcasts that I've been on and all of these conversations, I've gotten much more clear that in order for us to solve the problems that the world is facing, in my opinion, it all starts with creating a space, a culture, a society where men can feel free free to be ourselves, free to express the full range of masculinity, free to speak our truth, free to have spaces where we can convene 
and go to the deepest depths and the highest heights together. I'm talking grief and exuberance, the full spectrum from bottom to top. We got to be able to be in our shadow. We have to be able to lean into the uncomfortable, painful, wounded places of ourselves as men so that we can free ourselves free ourselves from the things that have kept us locked down, kept us playing small, kept us hiding our truth. And it's my belief that the freedom that we get to experience as men is directly connected to creating a world where women can finally feel safe. If there's one thing I've come to appreciate in this year, especially as I'm about ready to welcome a daughter onto this planet, it's that the world still is not a safe place for women. And I don't need to be a woman to understand that. I just need to look around. I've just been listening deeper behind the words, behind the videos, behind the messages that this is not a safe place for women. And you know what? That's a, that's a mission that's worthy of every man's life. For us to create a world where our daughters, our sisters, our wives, the women that we surround ourselves with, a world where they get to feel safe, to be exactly who they are in their fullness, man, that's when we become unstoppable. That's when all of the problems, all the challenges that we're facing as a people, as a society, begin to become achievable, conquerable. We can rise above all the problems that we're facing as a planet, as a people, as a global community, if we can create freedom for men and safety for women. And in my mind, there's no greater legacy that we can give to our children. There's no greater legacy we can give to them to say, hey, you know what? We worked really hard for this. But right now, with my last breath, I can say that men are more free to be themselves than they've ever been in recent history. That this is a world where women can feel safe to walk around, where women can trust men, where men can trust women where we can depend on each other because that's what it's going to take to collaborate to solve the other problems that we're facing on this planet. And to give that to our children, man, that is going to be the greatest gift. And we're already working towards it. We're already taking strides forward. The fact that you're listening to this podcast, taking time out of your day to listen to me, a man that you probably have never met before. And even if you have, you probably don't know me as well as my own family. To listen to this to resonate with this, to take your time to hear these words and to apply something from this to your life, we're already doing the work. We're already winning, but there's still so much left to do. There's so much more that I want to give my children, your children, our children, before I take my last breath. And I'm looking for the men who want to play on that level. I'm looking for the men who hear that and they say, hell yeah, that's a life worth living. That's a battle worth waking up to fight for. And we can contribute to this each in our own ways. Freedom for men, safety for women. There's a lot of different elements to creating that possibility than just a podcast or being a life coach or taking guys up on rites of passage. No, it's every single man, woman, and child. Every single one of us gets to play a role in making this world, this vision come true. And I'm looking for the people out there, those of you who hear this and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. Maybe you already know what your contribution is. And if you are, pour more gasoline on that fire. Keep it burning. Throw another log on the fire. And if you don't know, then lean in deeper. 
Let this be the year that you finally made it all happen. That you decided that all of the different little petty concerns and worries and fears that you have, they don't matter as much as the legacy that you're going to leave behind. The legacy that we are going to leave behind. I'm not an old man yet. I'm getting older, but I'm 31 years old. And I've realized now that the only thing that matters in my life is the world that I leave behind for my kids, for our kids, for my little nieces and nephews, and for all the children that I'll never meet, the future generations that may never know my name, may never even know that I existed. Because it's the actions and the decisions that we make now that are going to impact the world that they receive when they're born here. And to me, that's the most important thing for us to focus our attention on. The children, the future. So, celebrating one year of the rising man, let's take this to the next level. Let's rise up together. Let's reach out and support each other. Let's, let's break down these barriers even more than we did this past year. Be even more truthful. Be even more courageous in pursuing our vision. Be even more curious than we've ever been about asking ourselves the deep questions, about asking each other the deep, revealing, confronting questions so that we can really take a huge leap forward in this next year towards making this a better world for the kids that are coming up. That's the gauntlet. That's the challenge that I'm throwing down right now so that when we come around and we celebrate two years of the rising man, we look back and we say, yeah, wow, we did a lot this past year. We really moved forward. We've got, we don't have hundreds. We have thousands of men who are on board with this mission now. And that'll be an army. We've got a war party going right now. We're, we're geared up. We're ready to go. This plane is ready to take off. We're, we're wheels off the ground at this point. But I want to be cruising at 30,000 feet by this time next year. And like I said in the beginning, I can't do it by myself. I refuse to do it by myself because I know that I can't. But together we will. Together we can. It's already happening. And so to begin closing out here on this one year celebration of the rising man, I'm going to do some acknowledgements, starting with you, the listeners, the men, the women, all over the world, wherever you are. At this point, I think we've been listened to in over 30 countries. Every single one of you, whether you've listened once or whether you've listened a hundred times, I'm grateful. Thank you. Because without you, this movement wouldn't be able to take flight. Without your belief, without your contributions, without your shares, without you listening in and living this message in your lives, the Rising Man would just be an idea I had in a coffee shop. So thank you. Thank you for continuously showing up, continuously supporting in whatever way that you do. It's the only way that this can happen, and I'm so grateful. To my power team, Sean Offenbach, my man, you've been with me from the start, and I'm so grateful. I was in the middle of preparing for this episode, and I was like, wow, Sean is really the one who's been with me since the beginning. He has edited every single episode. Every single episode of The Rising Man has had Sean's fingerprints all over it. And I'm grateful for you, my bro. I've seen how you've grown in this past year, and it's been tremendous. And that's how I know. That's, that's the evidence I see that this is really, it's really serving its purpose. Because everyone who becomes a part of this, everyone who leans in, gets something back from it too. 
that's just the best. It's the best when things move in a circle like that, when there's a give and a receive all the way around. So Sean, thank you, man. I see you and I'm grateful for you. Everything that you've done, all the late nights, all the last minute deadlines, putting up with me and my learning curves and and being willing to step up yourself in your life. I appreciate you, bro. My man, Julian Subic, who was one of the first men to step up and raise his hand and say, hey, I want to support the rising man. Just tell me what I can do. I appreciate you, my man. It's been really great to build a relationship with you and to watch you grow in your way and to see you stepping forward and giving your medicine on this planet. I already know that my mission, if I, if I died today, I know that my mission would have been worthy because there are some really wonderful men in my close circles who, who are on purpose, who are living in their mission. And Julian, you're one of those men, and I'm grateful for everything that you do. All of the behind-the-scenes work that you do, all the stuff that isn't exactly in the spotlight, I appreciate you, man. And I see you. I see I see everything that you're doing, and I'm so grateful for it. And I really honor your courage to come out here to the West Coast, not knowing. The spirit of a true pioneer, a true adventurer. I appreciate you, man, and I love you. Mark Rose. Another brother of mine, another cornerstone of my power squad. I really appreciated your unconditional commitment to the rising man. I don't need to say a whole lot about what that means because you already know. But the fact that you have stepped forward and said, where can I be helpful? And have shifted in and out of different projects that have put you on behind the scenes. Man, I'm, I'm so grateful and so happy to see you stepping forward in your life too, man. Yeah, just even in this moment, I'm like, wow, I've got some really powerful men going into battle with me. Whew. Really honored, man. Thank you, Mark, for everything you've done. And last but not least in my power team, Rowan Tyne, you are a special young man. And there is so much more waiting on the horizon for you. I'm so grateful to have you bringing your gifts and your talents to the rising man, challenging me to shoot higher shoot farther shoot bigger man i love when a 20 year old guy says hey jetty let's think bigger that gives me hope for the future man so i love you my bro and i appreciate everything that you're doing in your life for the rising man for me and for this planet i also want to make sure that i acknowledge and give a special loving thank you to my queen carrie azuma who has been the only female guest on the Rising Man podcast up till now and has been nothing more than a consistent supporter, cheerleader, a hand on my shoulder type of woman through this whole process. I'm grateful for you, honey. Definitely wouldn't be able to do it without your support, without your love, without your understanding. Special thanks to my children, my son Sitka and my little baby girl growing in Carrie's belly who's not yet here my nieces my nephews all the little children in the world you all give me so much inspiration to keep doing what I do it's easy to say yes it's easy to continue stepping forward and leaning in because every time I look in a child's eyes I know that my life has meaning has purpose and that there's a lot of work to do so thank you to the little children especially the ones closest to me for inspiring me to continue doing this work continue stepping up and stepping forward and beyond that to the future generations to the ones that i may never meet in the physical plane this is for you we're doing it for you 
And my intention, my purpose, my vision is that you will get the best world that we've ever seen handed off to you. Because that's what we can do. That's what we can give to you. A culture that you can be proud of. Traditions and ways that you can build from and use to help you along in your life and in your journey so that you can one day pass it along to the future generations that you'll never meet like that ah it's been a wonderful opportunity to reflect here i appreciate all of you who have sat along with me who have been on this journey at whatever stage you jumped on the train i'm grateful thank you and so it's time to sign off and i was thinking about what does the sign off actually mean to me rise up and claim your destiny rise up step up step forward lean in claim what you came for yeah that's what it's all about so when i say it this time let it land like that let it really call you forward and give you that extra juice you needed for this thursday this friday whatever day of the week it is that you're stepping into until next time rise up and claim your destiny <laughs>